This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. You know, we're going to be going into a fast. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. And so, uh, you know, uh, at the first of the year. And so I felt led to go ahead and start maybe teaching you on fasting and uh, instead of feasting. Uh, I think we all got feasting down. Uh, How many people enjoy eating? (laughs) And, you know, we love to eat, don't we? And uh, nothing like a good restaurant. How many people have a favorite restaurant out here that you just love to go to? Amen. And I know Bill, he loves McDonald's. I don't know. Is that is that right? (laughs) But, you know, he's slim and trim. He can eat at McDonald's. Amen. (laughs) But you know what? I I went by McDonald's the other day and I don't normally go by McDonald's. I'm, I'm a Wendy's man myself. And but, but somebody likes Wendy's out here. You know why? You know why Wendy's is so good? It's because they don't cut corners. Their their hamburgers are square. They don't cut corners. Okay. So <laughs> Amen. Come on guys, you gotta be sharp here this morning. They don't they got square hamburgers, right? So they're not round, they don't cut the corners. Okay. Um, I just thought I'd just explain that to the smart people out here, amen. And, uh, but, uh, but, but my wife says, we're always going to Wendy's. Why don't we go somewhere else? I said, where do you want to go? We need to go to McDonald's because they got the best French fries. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> does McDonald's have that? That's the reason why they got the M McDonald's. It's made out of French fries. You know, it's that, 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 that you know, it's supposed to be like the French fries, I think. But anyway, um, but um, so we went to McDonald's and you know, what's so amazing. They're so high tech. I haven't been to a McDonald's in a while. It's just, I mean, that screen was huge. And you can buy anything at McDonald's. You got lattes. You got, you got everything. It seems like, no wonder, no wonder Bill likes McDonald's. There's nothing you don't, there, you can have breakfast all day long. At, I mean, who doesn't want to eat breakfast all day long? Amen. And uh, they, I think they serve breakfast all day, don't they? Yeah, they do I, at McDonald's. I think so. So is that right? Okay, we got one yes. <laughs> so, amen. So instead of, I don't want to talk about food today because, you know, that's, I want to talk about fasting. Isn't that wonderful? And fasting, you know, <laughs> fasting is, you know, it, when, when, you, when you study out what fasting is, it, it actually means to cover your mouth. And it, it, it's really to abstain, fasting, you know, a, a definition is to abstain from food for a spiritual or a physical purpose because you can fast for spiritual reasons and you can even fast for physical reasons. Amen. I, some people will say just for a spiritual purpose. But I, I think fasting can, can really bless you in so many different areas. And science is even telling you how, how good fasting can be for your body. So, so you know, uh, God wouldn't have us do something that wasn't beneficial to us. Amen. And so fasting is very beneficial, but nobody likes to talk about it because, you know, it, it's, it's sacrifice. Can somebody say sacrifice? sacrifice. <laughs> nobody wants to sacrifice anything. Everybody wants it easy. But you know what? If you're going to if you're going to make it in this life, if you're going to if you're going to be I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be a disciple that's, you know, that's on the outskirts. I I, I, I have a desire. I want to be an inner circle disciple. You know, I, I, 
I want to be, you know, like, you know, I want to be in the group like Peter and James and John. They were the inner circle disciples. See, they, there was, there's a special relationship that Jesus had with these disciples than he had with the other nine. And there was just a special relationship. Now, you know, God loves each of us, you know, the same. He loves us all the same. But, but, but there is a place in God's heart that you can get that you can get closer to God. And I, I believe that, I have to say, I, I think God has some favorites. <laughs> I, think, I think that God's grace uh, falls on those that, that seek him. Uh, Hebrews eleven six. I think that's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And of course, you know, every time I preach every Sunday morning, I will throw out a scripture. You know, this is my favorite scripture, John three sixteen, And I got a lot of them. But Hebrews eleven six is a wonderful scripture, and it says that um, that that what does it say? Can somebody pull it up for me? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I don't even know it. <laughs> and uh, but Hebrews eleven six says, there it goes. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. To please who? To please God. For he who comes to God must believe that 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 he is that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who casually. That's right. Diligently seek him. So this tells me that God is in the rewarding business. In other words, this tells me that God wants to reward us. And, I, you know, I, I love rewards. I'm a reward guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always looking for the reward. I get a credit card. I want to know what is the reward system. What, what is the blessing? If I use the credit card, is it going to give me money back? Is it going to give me airline miles? Uh, is it going to give me no interest? I'm always looking for rewards. Amen. Amen. And I, I think that we should be reward motivated. Can I say that again? I think we should be, as people, we should be um, motivated by reward and we shouldn't be motivated out of fear. Or, or I better do this or this is going to happen. Now, our faith shouldn't be like that. Our, our, our faith should be uh, motivated by a reward system. And, and, and God set it up that way. Because even Paul, the Apostle Paul, says that, he, you know, he, he said, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing towards the things that are ahead. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. So he was, so Paul was, was constantly pressing in for what? The, the, the prize. And so we, we always got to get reward minded because whenever you're sacrificing anything, what's going to... Keep you in the place of the sacrificial giving will be the reward. You know, I, I, uh, I did a body uh, fitness contest one time. And <laughs> you didn't have to laugh that loud. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and I did a body fitness. I know it may not look that way. Uh, but anyway, wait until I take my shirt off. All right, okay. And um, I did a body fitness contest, and it, and it was a body for life. And the, the, the guy that wrote the book, Bill Phillips, he, he had his own magazine, and he had a magazine, and he would show pictures of people, the before 
and the after. And the before was like, ugh. You know what I'm talking about? It was these people that were just, you know, it, it, they were in bathing suits, right? So you're really showing it all in a bathing suit, right? And, and, and people that were overweight and, and, you know, they had bodies that were not that desirable. But then, like the, you know, six-month transformation, they were, they were looking like fitness models. And so I saw this and I said, I got to get there. I got to be a fit. I, wanna, I don't want to be a... I want to be a fit person. Amen. And so and so um, I, I went ahead and, and went into the contest. But I would always look at these people that transform themselves when I got tired or, or 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 when I wanted to give up and not eating right or or working out. I would take these pictures and look at these people and say, or maybe I'd find somebody that I want to look like. And that would motivate me to push through, uh, you know, the agony uh, the, 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 the agony of, of, of doing, you know, the, the contest and working out and eating right and sleeping right and doing all that stuff. And when I, and I did, you know, I, I didn't win the contest, but they gave me a t-shirt. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, uh, and the t-shirt was way too big for me. It didn't make me look, it was like, I guess I didn't look that good. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> But at least I got the T-shirt, amen. And uh, but but well, I'm going to say this in in the fast that we're going to be starting in January, I I, I want you to set a goal. Or, uh, um, you you need to focus you, your your fast and and fasting and prayer. You need to focus that on something you're believing God for. Instead of just saying I'm just going to fast and you know if there's nothing if there's nothing for you to put your sights on I mean you you got to see, see there's there's three types of people that that three types of Christians there, there's there's one Christian that's that's totally satisfied with where they're at they don't care about getting anything else from God they they're just fine they, they all they're you know they just they're fine with where they're at that, that's called the complacent Christian. Right. And then there's the, there's a second Christian. They want some things, but they're not willing to go to the next level to really get those things. In other words, they're they're not willing to maybe, you know, go to the nth degree. They they want some things as long as they can just pray a short five minute prayer. Hope God will work, work it out. But they're not going to move any further than that. So, so they're, they're sort of okay too. They, they, they're kind of, but then, I mean, it was like yesterday. I was making my egg omelet, uh, for myself last night. And I all, and sometimes I share with Christina. And, um, I said to Christina, I said, you want some of my egg omelet? She said, and she acted like she didn't want it. She said, ah, maybe I'll eat a little bit. And so I'm like, okay. So I sat down, I ate the whole thing. I didn't give her nothing. And uh, she just didn't, she just didn't seem like she wanted it. And so, and she wasn't even thinking. I ate the whole thing. I walked by. I said, "By the way, I ate the omelet, the whole omelet." And she got, and she almost cried. Wow. And she got, why? I said, "You acted like you didn't want it," you know. And I apologized to her. I shouldn't have done that. But I said, "You want me to make you another one?" No, it's it's too late now. You already crushed my my hopes. Are you hear what I'm saying? And, you know, even pastors can miss it. I, I, I said, I, I said, Christina, I apologize. I said, I, and I said to her, I'd make you another one. It was too late. And I, uh, so I, I was able to pacify her with a cookie that was in the, are you hearing what I'm saying? Today? What am I, what am I saying? I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Oh, now I know. And, uh, it's that, it's that we, we need to be focused 
on what we're believing God for. And, and you got the third person that's been believing God, and, but it's taken some time and they're not seeing any results or, and they've been praying. Has, is there anybody that, that has some prayers out there that hasn't been answered? You know, I'm talking, you've been praying, but you haven't seen anything. It it's, it's even seems like it's getting worse. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? You ever start praying and it gets worse? You know, it's like, why even pray? It just seems like it's getting worse. But you know what? But, but that's, a, that's a clue. If, if you start praying and believing God for something, some, there's, there, listen, there's spiritual opposition that's coming against us. That see, see, the devil doesn't want us blessed. Amen. He doesn't want us prospering. He, he doesn't want us moving forward. The devil, listen, the devil hates healthy Christians. Yes. The devil hates wealthy Christians. Yes. Oh, my God. If you have money, the devil hates you. Why? Because that's his that's what he wants his kids to have all the money. Right. You know, the, you know, the devil has kids, too, you know. You know, you know, the, 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 the people that don't believe in God and they don't have Jesus in their heart and they're living for themselves. And living for, that's the devil's kids. We're not in that camp. We're 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 king's kids. And we, listen, it's not all for the devil and his group. In other words, you know, we're going to have mansions. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven to get a mansion. Well, am I talking to anybody? Today? In other words, you can have a mansion down here, too. What? Pastor, you, 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 it sounds like you're, you're, you're preaching a message of this health and wealth gospel. Well, Jesus preached it first. Amen. Jesus said, I came that you what? May have what? Life and have it what? More abundantly. So it sounds like to me, Jesus wants me to have the abundant life. Isn't that right? Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it less abundantly. No, he said to have it more abundantly. And so I don't want to get to heaven. And then they say, and then, and then God says, I want you to roll the, the film here and let's show them what their life would have been if they really sold out to God. And, and, and I don't want, my life could have been so much great. I could have impacted so many more people. I could have, I, I, my life could have counted so much more, you know, if I took the narrow path uh, of obedience and, and, and I don't want to see that and say, oh, man, I messed up because I didn't really put God first place. I didn't really sell out to God. I didn't really push in all the chips. I just just kind of was a nominal Christian. You know, I, I when I study for fasting, I, 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 I look at other ministers that preach and I watch other preachers preach on fasting. And and so I get a lot of this information and then I compile all that information and I and I put it together and so I was watching this one video last night about Marilyn Hickey. Anybody ever heard of Marilyn Hickey? Now, Marilyn Hickey is a, a teacher in the body of Christ. She has her own television uh, uh, program that, that millions of people watch. She, she actually, she goes over to Pakistan um, to ministers and she ministers to the Muslims and miracles happens at her meetings. And what was interesting was that her mom and her dad, uh, they weren't Christians when she was growing up. And her and and uh, her dad was a very violent man. He had a lot of issues. And and I think it was kind of a generational thing. And and uh, that her father would threaten her mom that, that he would kill her at times. And he was really very abusive. And uh, and she got saved. Thank God. 
And, and he was like, you go to church again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Think about living in a household like that. <laughs> uh, if you live in a household like that, then fasting might be your option. <laughs> in other words, if, because it's going to take my, maybe something a little greater than just a no, normal prayer. You might need to add some engine, some thrusters behind your prayer with fasting. And so she got saved. And in, in the story where... where Marilyn was talking about this is uh, that uh, the, the dad came home and asked Marilyn, where's your mom? And of course, she knew she was at church. It was Sunday night. She went to church three times a week. And um, and so um, she didn't say and she lied. I don't know but she knew she was at church. And then uh, her mom came in the door and he said, where were you at? And she said, I was at she said, I was at church. And she was very calm. And he had a knife. He started coming at her with a knife. And you know what happened? The power God hit. She, she said, no. She said, no, you're not going to uh, hurt me with that knife. And the power of God came on him and pushed him right straight to the floor and he could not get up. Think about that. In other words, the power of God is still relevant today. The power of God is still working. God is still protecting his people. And when you're walking in God's grace and you're walking with God, you're walking in divine protection. But, okay, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And she was sold out to God. And she said, you better not tell me not to go to church anymore while you were stuck on the ground. <laughs> she had some boldness about her. And he ended up going into the mental institution. And so he ended up going into the mental institution. So she got, she heard, she heard about fasting and prayer and she started and he was so bad in the mental institution that they said he was going to stay in for life. This is Marilyn's dad. Um, So, so Marilyn's mother prayed and fasted for him. And guess what happened? Within a year he was out, he got saved and, and and the whole marriage got restored. Isn't that amazing? But this is this is really interesting about this is is that that Marilyn uh, started dating this man that was t- sold out to Christ. But Marilyn was kind of a nominal believer. In other words, she she loved Jesus, but she's not going to push it any further than just maybe Sunday morning service. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Maybe maybe a little Bible study through the week and and and, and but not push the, the envelope. And uh, she was dating this one man and this man was sold out uh, to God and and he started fasting for Marilyn. Matter of fact, they they uh, she wanted to go out to eat with him. He says, no, I'm fasting, can't go out. She's, uh, she asked her boyfriend, why are you fasting? And he says, I'm fasting for you. And she said, why are you fasting for me? I got Jesus in my heart. You know, I, 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 I'm saved. You know, yeah, but you're not you're saved, but you're not really saved. In other words, you're not going after it. And I want to and I'm thinking about marrying you. You know, uh, I guess they may have been engaged. I'm thinking about marrying you. And uh, I want a sold out woman. And so he fasted and prayed for her. And she could and she could not sleep at night for the next three days. Can God keep somebody awake for three days. What, what am I saying? And, and then God revealed to Marilyn. I don't know if you ever heard that story. Marilyn, he said, you have two paths. And, and you have two paths you can go on. And, 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 and the Lord said, you can, if you don't, you know, because the Lord's been move, working with Marilyn trying to get her to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's speaking in your ha- heavenly language. And Marilyn's been kind of holding off on that. 
And uh, because she's okay, she doesn't need the baptism. She's doing fine. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit starts speaking. The third night, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, there's two paths that you can take. You can, you, you, if you don't move forward in getting close to me, you're not going to marry that guy that, that you're dating right now. You end up getting married uh, down the road. You end up moving to California. You end up marrying somebody. You'll be, become a school teacher. You, you'll have a good life and you'll go to heaven. But then the Lord said, but I have something so much greater for you. See, sometimes we we think that we have the best plan for our lives. We think we we got it all laid out. You know what I'm talking about? We think this is what we want to do. And and we got our lives laid out to a to a decree, you know, to 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 a pinpoint accuracy. Amen. And we got it laid out. But maybe God has something greater. And I don't, you know, I, I don't want to get through this life and, 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 and just have a good life. I want to have a fantastic life. I want to have a great life. I want to have an overflowing life. And you know what? She, 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 she had two paths. She still would have went to heaven. She would have had a good life. But, but is there better? Can there be more to our walk? Or, 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 or are we, see, listen, you're in this church because you were never called to be average. You're not in this church for some happy. No, God's raising you up to do something great. You know, God's raising each one of you up to be great in where you're at. Are you hear what I'm saying today? He wants you to be great in your occupation. He wants you to be great in your marriage. He wants you to have a great family. He, he, God wants to put his greatness on each one of us. And so if we just keep, if we just say, you know, Marilyn said, okay, and submitted to God. She got baptized in the Holy Spirit. She got married. They ended up starting a church. They have a mega church in a mall. I think they bought out a mall. You know, God bless them, you know. And then and now Marilyn's traveling all over the world and she's and she's changing lives. Oh, man. But she had a choice. See, she didn't know what. See, see, but God said, I have something so much more greater for you. If you're willing just to press in a little deeper, I, I, I can show you some things. So I, I think of what it is. A lot of Christians are, are they're, they're living their life. They're saved. They're going to go to heaven. But a lot of Christians, I think, are blind to what God wants to do in their lives. They're, they're not really seeing it. They, 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 they're just, just seeing the natural and they got their goals and God will bless you. Don't get me wrong. But I want, I want the greater blessing. I, I want to walk in a greater level. I want to be an inner circle disciple. I, I, I want to I, I sit next to Jesus in heaven. Is that too much to ask? You know, I, yes, I know Paul's going to be there, but I, can I sit, you know, close to Jesus? Can I, can I be at the table? You know, I'm I don't want to be at, the, I don't want to be like, you know, the table, uh, you know, 500 feet long. I don't want to be at the end. <laughs> anyway, I want to be close to G. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And I believe by the degree of how close we are with him today is how close we may be with him in heaven. Oh man, I'm preaching today. And I, listen, I, you know, one of the greatest uh, enemies to our faith, one of the greatest enemies to our faith is complacency. 
is when we're not pushing anymore. Where we're not trying to get something more, believing God for more, believing God for more souls to be one in the kingdom, believing God for, for, for more finances so we can give into the kingdom. Just believing God. And I think that that's one of the greatest enemies of our faith is complacency. And when we're complacent, it, it, you're, 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 you're on the verge of, of sinning. You're on the verge of being lukewarm. Just, you know, you're on the verge of idolatry and, and, and worshiping something else. See, the enemy will try to put other things before you to worship that, those things. But we need to put God first place. And when we start putting God first place, God, ooh, man, when we start moving into those deeper things, God's going to reveal some things. So, so, so as Christians, we're blind and we need our eyes open to the greater things that God has for us. And when our eyes start getting open, ooh, man, then we have expectancy. See, listen, you can't expect something that you don't know what God wants to do for you in your life. In other words, you, you, you need a, a, a word from God that, that listen... The Bible is full of God's word. And when we start studying God's word and we're fasting and praying, God can illuminate that word to us and reveal to us those truths like John uh, 10, 10. Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, you know, you know, when your life isn't abundant in some areas, then then you want to get it fixed. And when you start getting a revelation, my life isn't abundant in this area. My life is lacking in this area. My life is not, my, my family's not where it needs to be. You, then, then it should, uh, you know, uh, push us into doing what God wants us to do. And so, and so Jesus really expects us to fast. I, I believe it's an invitation. Jesus gives us an invitation and I believe it's an expectation of, of God that, that, we, that we do some things as a Christian. And it says here in Mark 2, 18 through 20, it says the disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of a bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast in those days. So, so here we're seeing here that the Pharisees and John's disciples were fasting. They were doing the, 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 the right thing to do. But the disciples of Jesus, they weren't fasting. They were eating. They were, they're, 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 they were enjoying you know, food. They were eating. But uh, Jesus was saying it's because I'm with them. In other words, if they had a question, they could ask Jesus in the flesh and Jesus would answer them. If they were battling something, Jesus could tell them what they needed to do. In other words, they had Jesus, uh, you know, the word made flesh speaking to them and giving them information Giving them revelation, giving them inspiration. And so, and so I, I want, you know, fasting, you know, he says in those days that Jesus is not going to be in the flesh. When you fast, it tells me it brings Jesus a, a closer walk with you. In other words, Jesus becomes more real to us. Uh, God becomes more real to us. The word becomes more real to us when we're in a state of fasting and prayer. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I, I, I want the reality of Jesus to be in my life. 
I, I, you know, I, I, I'm so used to uh, getting up in the morning and, and reading the word and praying and, and, and worshiping that, you know, if I, sometimes I, I worship, it's like the, the last thing I do. I know we get the word first. And sometimes, you know, I start getting busy in the house and I almost walk out of the house or I don't even sit in the car. And I thought I hadn't worshiped the Lord yet. Now, I could do it in the car, but I'd get back out. I'd go, I'd put some worship music on, and I'll start worshiping God. And, and I would spend 15, 20 minutes before I leave the house. I just started doing it. I, I, I told you guys, and I'm telling you, it changes everything. It changes everything. When you start worshiping God, when you start praying, just, just do it. I challenge you. Start worshiping God. Every, just 10 minutes a day. And I'm telling you, I, I'm not t- you know, I was talking to somebody. This week and ministering to them. Um, and uh, they say, well, I listen to worship music all through the day. Yeah, that's good. But are you focused? Are, are you really just going to shut everything out? Not be multitasking, doing a bunch of stuff while you're listening to worship music. That's good. I mean, that's great. I'm glad you're doing that. But, but you need to focus and start worshiping God. Say, Lord, this is my time with you. This is my intimate time with you. My, my prayer time, my word time, my, my, my worship time. You know, it's an intimacy. And then God starts becoming more real to you. And then your life starts becoming more real. And so when you're fasting, it, it, it disconnects you from this life that we have here, the natural life, and it connects us to a heavenly life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, I, and listen, I, some say the more, uh, what, what does it say? Uh, the more spiritually minded you are, no, yeah, more spiritually, no earthly good. You ever heard that? But, but really, if you're spiritually minded, you're, you will be, or heavenly minded, you will be earthly good. Jesus was spiritually minded. And so uh, there, there are keys, I think, to what I call, and I've ministered to this before, to the hundredfold blessing. And, and Jesus talks about this in Matthew 13, 18 through 23. And in 13, 18 to 23, there is some, this is talking about the sower sows the word into the soils. And I'm not going to, you know, read all of this. But, um, but what happened is the first soil... Uh, and you, you know the soil, they, they hear the word, but they don't understand the word. And one of the biggest ways we miss God is when we read the word or we don't understand the word and we can't connect with God because we don't understand why God's word, what God says in his word, why he says it or, or, or how it works in our life. And that person that hears the word uh, but doesn't understand it, the Bible says the devil comes immediately to steal the word that's sown. And uh, so they won't understand, because if you don't understand, you're not going to act on it. And so the devil wants to keep us in confusion. He wants us to be confused. He wants us to be in, in, in he wants to try to keep things, you know, a mystery. It's like that song we just sang, you know, I, I raise a hallelujah. I always wanted to be a singer. Um, in the middle of the mystery, you know. That's one of the lines on it. You, you raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. This, this guy that wrote the song was talking about, you know, that something came at him, at his life, and that was terrible. It was a bad report. And sometimes when you worship God, it's a mystery why all these things are happening. It's like, why is it happening? I mean, I'm, I'm going to church and I'm tithing and, you know, I'm trying to serve God and I got all these things happening. You know what I'm talking about? And it's a mystery. The problem that we face sometimes can be a mystery. And God, and when you pray and you fast, God can unlock that mystery why it's happening. 
Oh, you hear what? And then he can, he can help you, move you into a place where you can diffuse the situation. Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? And so, so, so what the enemy's trying to do, he's trying to keep us in the dark. He's trying to keep us from knowing. He's trying to keep us from, from having an understanding, having a revelation. And if the enemy can keep us in the dark, then we're going to be confused. We're going to be upset. We're going to be bothered. Come on. Am I talking to somebody today? You might be in it right now. You might be in a place where, man, I just don't know why it's not working. It's just, well, have you tried fasting yet? Have you tried moving into a a, a deeper level? Well, you know, do we have to go that far, Pastor? (laughs) I mean, come on, I... No, listen, listen, you, you, you got to do something. If it's not working, you might want to try fasting. And so here, uh, the second soil was that the person gets offended. And this, in the middle of the mystery, we can get offended. We can get offended with God. We can get offended with the process. We can get offended. I've been reading the word. I've been doing my five minute prayer every morning, you know, and, and we get and we can get upset at the process. Amen. Have you ever been upset because of the process? It's like, it doesn't seem like it's working. Am I talking to any? Am I, I'm talking to anybody today. You know, and you feel like, man, and we can get offended with God. <laughs> right. We get mad at God. God, you know, but see, God's not your problem. God's your solution. The devil's your problem. Don't get, don't get, you know, if you can get mad at anything, get mad at the devil because he's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God's not the one that's taking things away from you or keeping you from having things. It's the devil that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the thief. God's no thief. And so God is, is for you. And, and so, and so the, 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 the third soil is the soil where the person gets so caught up with life that, that God is there, but other things are more important than God. Mm. Oh, my. And we don't want. See, I, my, my listen, I don't want to ever get in a point in my faith walk that that I'm casual with God, that that God is, you know, I can take prayer or leave it. I I can I can give into the offering and not or not give into the in, in the offering plate. I, 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 I can give it. I can I can leave it or take it. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to take my, my salvation for granted. I don't want to just take it for granted. Like, well, you know, I'm saved. I'm locked in. I'm, you know, as long as I'm keeping my nose clean, I'm good. No, no. It's more than just keeping your nose clean. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? It's more than you just keep from sinning and I'll make it in. Who wants to get to heaven like that? I don't want to get in. Well, you made it in. Come on in. No, I don't want to. I don't want to get to heaven like that. I want. I want the angels. Woo! I want the choir. I, I want. I want the people greeting me at the heaven's doors. All the people that I've touched in my life. Are you here? I just don't want to get there and nobody's there to greet me. <laughs> Except my grandmother that prayed for me for, for salvation. Hey, how you doing, Sonny? You didn't do nothing down there, you know. No, <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? I don't. At least your grandmother, because she loved you, right? She prayed you in. You didn't do nothing, but she prayed you and you got in. Amen? And see, listen, that's the power of prayer. Now, listen, the prayer, power of prayer and fasting is so powerful. I'm not saying go on a 40-day fast, okay? I, come on. Well, I'm just saying that, that in this 21-day fast, you know, choose how you're going to do it. You know, Daniel 
uh, was so bothered about the nation of Israel and about current events and things that's coming down the line. And, and, and Daniel, you know, uh, had a desire to know some things from God. And, and that's where we get the 21 day fast is that Daniel said, OK, I'm not going to eat anything pleasant. I'm not going to you know, drink any wine. I'm not going to do anything that's going to give me pleasure. And I'm not gonna, and I'm not even going to bathe. Oh, man, I didn't want to be around that man. But uh, I'm not even going to. But uh, he said, I'm not even going to bathe. And so and, and he, 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 he said, I need to know the mystery. Back to the man. It's a mystery about what's going to go down. You know, I need to have some revelation. I got to know some things about the captivity of Israel. I got to know some things. And so he what he did was he 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 decided to go on a fast, you know, and and just eat, I guess, broccoli. I don't know what it is. Just vegetables. And uh, and it, it took 21 days. And the reason why it took 21 days, because there was some spiritual opposition. Hello. Because anytime you're going to start trying to move forward in God, anytime you're going to try to fast, you're going to get hungry. Even I am talking about you thinking about food right now. You, you guys are thinking, oh, man, I can't wait to get some eat. Why? Because the body starts recoiling. The body, the, the, your flesh. Can somebody say flesh? Say it like this flesh. OK, it's the flesh. Are, are you listening? Flesh. It's uh, it's fleshy, you know. You know, we don't want to be fleshy. You know, flesh is all about self. You know, the flesh is the mind, the will, and the emotions is what I think, how I think, how I feel, and and what I'm going to do. That's the flesh. It's it's I think, I I I do, and and I I think, I feel, I do, and, and so it's all about the flesh. It's gratifying the flesh, right? And so this. You know, it, it recoils that. And, and so in, let me just back up. In the, in the hundredfold blessing, Jesus said, those that have a good heart and keep pressing into the things of God, you, a good heart is those that keep pressing in and don't let go. They don't, they don't let not understanding the word or getting offended or allowing other things to creep in to choke out the word. Uh, they move forward in the things of God by keep pressing in. You Listen, you got to keep pressing in. And then Jesus said that those that keep pressing in will walk in a 30, 60, and 100-fold blessing. Now, if there's a 30, there's a 60, and a 100-fold, guess what pastor wants to walk in? 20-fold. No, uh, just the bare minimum. No, uh, I want a 100-fold. I want, I, want, I want God's grace full throttle. Is that too much to ask? I want total grace on my life. I want total favor. I want everybody to love me. Is that, all, is that too much to ask? Not everybody's going to love you, but you want favor, right? Especially your spouse, right? So, you know, I pray, Lord, give me favor with my spouse. And she, he said, well, you will have favor if you clean up after yourself. Okay, okay. So, because she hates it when you don't. But anyway, uh, God will talk to you. You know, God will talk to you and tell you how you can have favor. You might have to do something. What? Yeah, take out the trash, guys. What? Are you, what? Kiss your wife and tell, you, tell her you love her every once in a while. What? I have to do that? I married her. She got that one kiss on, on, on that day. Listen, guys, ladies need a little affection. Amen? That, that's free. I'm not going to charge you for that. And so I want to get the hundredfold blessing. So, so let's look at this. In Matthew, uh, Jesus, and I'm closing down, but Jesus 
you heard about the Sermon on the Mount. And, and Jesus talks about blessed are those that, that, that are, are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And you guys know the, 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 the Sermon on the Mount. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hello. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, not that cheeseburger, but okay. Righteousness, what they shall be filled. So we, in other words, we got to stay hungry. And so he, so Jesus talks about the the Sermon on the Mount, talks about the blessings. Uh, I call it the Beatitudes. And and then he talks about in Matthew 6, he talks about um, uh, giving and praying. He says, when you give in Matthew 6, don't do it like the hypocrites. Don't ring a bell and act like you're this big shot because you're giving some money into the offering plate. So so he, he, he says, he gives you some, but he says, when you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. I believe it's similar to that. So, so in other words, you want to give in secret. And, and, and when you do, it says God will reward you. God will bless you. You know, I, I think about this is whenever you do something for God, God will always bless you. Amen. You know, I, 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 um, I, I saw something the other day. Anybody ever watch the movie The Passion? And that's and and uh, Mel Gibson made that movie, but he was trying to get Hollywood to fund him and nobody would fund him on this movie. And so he had to I don't know if you ever study the story out, but he had to pay for that whole movie out of his own pocket. So he he had to put, I think, I don't know, 30 or 40 million dollars of his own money in producing this movie. Right. But did you know that he made 10 times more? He made a half a billion dollars from that movie. Ooh, talking about blessing. Now, I don't know if he was doing it for the Lord or not, but it got a lot of people thinking about heaven and hell. It got a lot of people thinking about Jesus. I think probably a lot of people got saved through that movie. And be and, he, and I believe that God inspired Mel Gibson to to do this passion movie, Amen, about Jesus and his last three days on earth. And, and so and so, but what what he did, he 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 put his own money in, and God saw his heart, and he, and he and and that was the biggest movie of that year, and one of the biggest movies of all time, engrossing half a billion dollars. Think about that. So, so whenever, listen, whenever you give to God, God's going to give back over and above more than you can ask or think running over. So don't think that you're losing when you're giving to God. And so here Jesus talks about the three basic disciplines of a Christian. And he said, these are things that we should be doing. And I preached on, uh, you know, exercising your faith. And if you're going to exercise your faith to be a growing Christian, you've got to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. Right. Remember that sermon? And so we, we got to put it in practice. So you need to put in your giving in practice. You need to start giving. And then he talks about praying. And, you know, he says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites and and start praying out loud so everybody can see how great you are and what a great orator you are. No, he said, pray in in your closet in secret. Amen. And when you pray in your closet in secret, then then God will reward you openly. Right. So so there's the reward again in prayer. And so it says and, and in this context, it says when you give, it doesn't say if. Well, if you give so 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 I, I believe that God is expecting us to be givers. God expects us to be prayers. 
Would you, would you agree there? He says, when you pray, not if you pray, right? And, and number three, God, ex- oh, here's it, here it goes, pastor. Now you're dropping the bomb. Now you got to drop the bomb on me. Uh, here it says in Matthew 6, 18, moreover, when you fast, when you fast. So, 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 so he's not, he's saying when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Or surely I say to you, they have the reward. So listen, when you go this fast, don't be Mr. Grumpy. Oh man, I'm doing it for the pastor, you know, you know, doing it for the church. Yeah, I didn't eat anything this morning, you know. No, no, don't, 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 don't have an attitude like God's lucky that I'm fasting. You know, the church is lucky that I'm going to do this. That, you know, that, you know, don't have an attitude like that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get a, a grumpy attitude like, you know, no, 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 no. Fast, you know, in, 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 with a good attitude. And, and so he says, when you do this and then when you do it in the right way, and we're doing a corporate fast, so, so, so it's a little different than a private fast, because a private fast, you do it in secret, and it says, wash your face, look good, be happy, amen, when you're starving. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? When you're hungry. When, when, when what my dad used to say when he was hungry, I feel like I'm going to fold in the middle. Anybody ever heard that? I feel like I'm going to fold. Anybody ever heard that? My dad had a hundred of them. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fold in the middle. Amen. And, um, and I don't know what that means. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we don't want to have a bad attitude. We want to have a good attitude in our fast. Amen. So, so when we're fasting, we need to fast for fresh direction. We, we, you know, I, 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 I just, I, I need a fresh uh, uh, word from God. I, I, I need to know that God is still with me. I, I, I need to know that God still has something for me. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to just settle into a mediocrity of life. I, I don't want to be a mediocre Christian. I, I just don't want just the same old, same. I don't want next year, 2020, being the same as this year. This year was great. I had some good wins, uh, you know, but I want to have a greater year in 2020. I, 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 I just don't want the same. I don't want to face the same problems that I face this year, next year. I don't want to go in a cycle of problem and then getting out miracle and problem, miracle, problem, miracle. No, no, we need to be walking in the blessing. What does that mean? We don't need to get a miracle every time we get in trouble. A lot of, a lot of Christians live that way. Uh, they, they live desperate lives. They gotta, they're always seeking the miracle. But what we really need, we need to just walk in the blessing. When we walk in the blessing, we don't need the miracle because we're walking in miracles every day. We're seeing God move every day. We're walking in grace and favor every day. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're walking in the blessing. And when you're walking in blessing, woo man, you're, 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 you're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Amen. And so, in, 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 so as we see this in Acts 13, 1 and 3, this has really got me on fasting because I never fasted until I read this. And I was frustrated in my walk many years ago and I read this scripture and this is what propelled me into fasting because I was never taught about fasting in Bible school. It it wasn't really anything big. We we were taught faith and all you need is faith, pastor. And yes, faith gets the job done. But you know what? I I get a little bit of fear, doubt and unbelief in my equation every once in a while. Do you? Do you ever doubt God? Do you ever doubt your prayers are being answered? Do you ever doubt God's moving? Do you ever deal with fear or doubt or unbelief? 
like, like things aren't going to work out and, 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 you're, and, and the family's not going to work out and the spouse is not going to work. Are you here when I say today? I deal with that every once in a while. I deal with some fears, but I don't want it. I, I want to deal with it less and less and less. I don't want, I don't want stress in my life. I got to get it out of my life. Amen. And, and the only way you're going to get that stress out of your life is to know. Is when you get that knowing, you know that you know that God is with you, that God is for you, and that God will not leave you or forsake you, and that all heaven is with you, backing you up. You start walking in that no matter what it looks like. You know, Marilyn Hickey's uh, uh, dad, um, um, well, Marilyn's dad got passed away first, and then her mom was in a nursing home. She had a great mind. But she had physical ailments and she was praying for Marilyn's brother. And uh, Marilyn's brother was he was he was he was wild and he had issues like his dad and he had anger issues and all that. And so she was uh, dying. Uh, Marilyn's mother uh, was dying in, in the hospice and she was in a coma. And uh, her brother found out and came over uh, to the hospice. Uh, she, he was out from living from a different state. So he came, flew in. And he saw his mother and he, he got so upset. He said, he said, Mom, wake up. And she came, out of the, she came out of the coma. And she ended up leading him to the Lord right before she went to heaven. And the whole, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And the whole time, she never did not believe that he would not be saved. And from, I'm t- she was 90 years of age. It was years and years and years. And she got saved. Uh, she was able to save him, get before she went to heaven. Think about that. And she was a lady that fasted and prayed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Uh, listen, again, let me just give this one more story. There was this one lady that was at this, at this church conference. And God told her to fast, I think, lunch. And said, so I want you to fast lunch for your son. And his son was unsaved. He was, he, was, he was in a gang. I believe he was in a gang. And so she fasted that one lunch. And... And there was this lady that went to the church and she was in her car and there was a BMW that came, you know, screeching down the, the, the highway or the, that street, slammed on its brakes, came, uh, they, they got out of the car, they started chasing this one guy and they had a knife and they cut him up and the guy was all bleeding and he came back to, to where this lady was at. She was actually a nurse, but she went to that church and, um, and he fell, you know, I guess her car door was open or he opened the car door and came in the back. He fell down and he was all cut up. His throat was cut. cut. So she was a nurse, so she was holding on to his throat, keeping him alive as much as she could. But she knows that he was at death's door. And she was a Christian. And she was an evangelistic Christian. And she said, if you, if, do you know Jesus? And if, if, you, if, if you don't know Jesus, blink, blink twice. And he blinked twice. I don't know Jesus. And she said, you need to get Jesus in your life right now. And she said, say this prayer. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you as my savior. And she said something and she led him into a salvation prayer. And, and so the ambulance came and he ended up dying. But he got saved. But the mother was the one that fasted. That, that mother of that son fasted that lunch and he got into heaven. Think about that. What, what am I saying? It, you don't have to fast long. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. But when God tells you to fast, fast. It may just be one meal. 
One mill could save uh, 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 somebody in your family. So what am I saying here? Listen, uh, I'm closing down here. I'm going to say this. Don't fast just for your own personal. And it's good. You may want to fast for your own freedom. You may, be, you may have issues and, and, and fasting can break off something off you. But, but in this fast, I, I, I'm going I'm to challenge you to, to, to have a sacrificial fast. What do I mean by that? I'm going to challenge you to fast for somebody else. Most of us come to church because we, we're seeking something for ourselves personally. But when you start fasting for somebody else, for their breakthrough, because see, when I study about fasting, and, 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 and people fasted in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, most of the time, they fasted for deliverance. Amen? They fasted for deliverance. They, or they fasted out of repentance from, from, from God's judgment. And it was always about God's mercy. So when we fast and pray, it's about God's mercy coming into the situation. And yes, I need God's mercy. But maybe somebody that's not living their life right, maybe a family member, maybe somebody that you love dearly, they're not living their life right and they need a God call. And maybe we might need, you may not need anything. You might be fine. You, you, God has blessed you. You're living your life good. Everything's fine. Money in the bank, healthy, whole. You're walking in the blessing. But can you fast for somebody else? Can, 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 can you say, I, I'm going to lay it down for somebody else? I, I, I'm going to see that's what our Savior did. He said, you know, I don't deserve to go. You know, Jesus did not deserve to go to the cross. He didn't deserve to get beat. He didn't deserve all of that. But he said, I'm laying it down for, for, for the people. I'm laying it down for my disciples. I'm laying it down for you guys. Jesus laid it down. And he was willing to lay it down, not for his own sake, but for our sake. Jesus laid it down for our sake. So what? He, he, he got the beating. He, he got the cross. He, 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 he tasted death for every one of us. He did it for, not for himself, but he did it, glory to God, for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so I want to challenge you as you start thinking about this fast that maybe there might be a family member. Maybe there might be a, a neighbor. Maybe there might be a boss or a co-worker. Maybe there's some people that need God in their life. And until we start going into the next level in our prayer, which is prayer and fasting, maybe it will never, it, it may not, it may not, it may, it may not happen without the, without the fast. Woo, what are you talking about, Pastor? See, Marilyn Hickey said that she didn't think she would be where she was at because she's a big prayer and fasting lady if she didn't fast. She, 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 she said the fasting and the prayers did it for her mom and the fasting and the prayers has did it for her and she is a, she is a worldwide minister. Amen. You may not want to be a worldwide minister, but you can, you can make a difference in your family. You can make a difference in, in your arena. You can be a mover and a shaker for God. You can be an inner circle disciple. You don't have to say, well, it's up to God if I'm going to be an inner circle disciple. No, it's up to you if you want to be an inner circle disciple. It's up to you if you want to get close to God. It's up to you. If you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? As you draw near, some say fasting doesn't change God. I beg the differ. Every always say, oh, fasting, God's the same. Well, it changed him when he was going to destroy Nineveh. 
he changed his mind and said, okay, I'm going to keep them alive. So fasting does change God. And some say, well, you, how do you know God's, yeah, God always wants his mercy and his blessing. Yeah, but when you fast, what you're doing is you're humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. And when you do that, he will exalt you in due time. Fasting is humbling yourself. It's saying, I know I don't have it all. I know I don't got it. But you have it, God. And I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay it down for you. And I'm going to lay it down for my brother. I'm going to lay it down for my sister. I'm going to be like my Lord and my Savior, Jesus. He laid it down for me. I'm going to lay down the the food for you. And and I'm going to see the blessing. And I'm going to see the change. And it's going to happen. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, glory to God. I think I'm motivating myself to fast. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that it it takes sacrifice uh, to see the greater things in our spiritual lives, Lord. And Father, I know that the greatest blessing is on the altar of sacrifice. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're revealing to us uh, how, how important prayer and fasting is to, to undo the works of the evil one in our lives and in people's lives around us. And I, I just pray, Father God, that you'd motivate this group uh, to, to move into greater things that you have for them so that when they get to heaven, they know that they were all that they were supposed to be when they were down here on earth. And I thank you, Father God, for every person here in this audience and for those that are watching. And I, I, I just know that, that today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And maybe you've never received Jesus. You never confessed Jesus as Lord. That's, you know, Romans 10, 9, sin says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead to save you, you will be saved. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer because you may not have tomorrow. Life is short. Uh, the Apostle James says life is but a vapor. So today may be your only chance. So pray this prayer. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.